Velvet Wemble. Hello. Hey. Hmm? This is the Velvet Ramble podcast. I'm the Velvet Fist. I'm Professor Ramble. I'm Gregor Bigglewater. And welcome to um, another week in uh, quarantine. But um, setting, setting, setting aside all of that, um, it's another week of spring, almost. Mm. It is spring, right? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. another week of yeah. spring. And Everywhere here and nowhere else. Yes. The East Coast is having a polar vortex. We are having spring. So that's oh, okay. What, they are? They are? Yeah. yeah. Snow. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Huh? In May? Yeah. Yeah. Is that normal? They're not happy about it. No, it's not normal. Mm. Um, so, so meanwhile, we're like sweating in 90 degree weather, but you know, right. whatever. Um, and it's also Mother's Day. So in honor of that, I thought I would look into the concept of the mom joke, which apparently doesn't really exist. The dad joke is a total genre of joke. The mom joke is not really... Uh, a thing. It's more like jokes about moms. So I found this list on scarymommy.com. Um, I'm just going to pick some at random. Uh, skipping that one. Skipping that one. <laughs> skipping that one. How do I explain my mom? She is as respected as Mother Teresa, as powerful as Stalin, and as beautiful as Margaret Thatcher. That is a quote from Parks and Recreation, ironically. Um, what did the mama tomato say to the baby tomato? Catch up. Catch up. Yes. <laughs> Why don't mothers wear watches? They're obstinate. There's a clock on the stove. Oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> the clock on the stove. I don't, I don't get it. Clock on the stove. Because they're always in the kitchen cooking dinner. Oh, oh, yeah, wow. So, look, I need right over my head. What did mommy spider say to baby spider? I've got my eyes on you. You spend too much time on the web. One more. Mom, what's it like to have the greatest daughter in the world? I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Ask your grandmother. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one. You know, that, that reminds me of, like the, the joke with Eric Clapton. You know, when somebody asks Eric Clapton, you know, how, how does how does it how does it feel to be the how, how does it feel to be the best guitarist in the world? And he goes, he said, I don't know. I guess you have to ask. I guess you have to ask Prince. Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah, so, how's everyone doing today? I did not get to play cards, but I fed my family. By cards, you mean magic, right? Yeah. I fed my family, I called my mom, and I took a nap, and after this is done, I'm going to spend like four hours doing karaoke, so mm. I'm having a pretty good day. And I'm podcasting with my with my fiancé and, and her cousin. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's... Common knowledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's hard to miss. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I don't think you would take this much sass from from someone who wasn't. Oh there. no no! I was, I was, oh, yeah, that topic, that topic came up recently. Did this be just this week? I was saying that oh, uh, that um, uh, I was saying sometimes when I say stuff, whatever, it's like it's it, it's it's very lucky because if if you know, there's no way I would take that from any other female because we I can just see the the trend of arguments that would just. Explode into this things, you know, or if you if you if you were constantly like trying to ask me to do stuff all the time, and I'm like, what my exceptions? No, and then and then, and then it, it always goes from there. So anyway, so anyway, you know, so 
fun. Definitely yeah. can win. So how are you doing? I'm doing okay. It's um it's been a... <sighs> Okay, that's a very evocative sort of sound. I, I think that 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 described the of it expressed the fact that yes, I am still bearing up to it, but yet it is, you know there are many you know, it's just you know, this is the this is this is a Transition is not hard. Transition is hard, and I just feel this is a year of transition. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It is definitely. Oh, actually, that does. Rem... Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to say about your week? No, that's the week. Let's say, yeah, I did other stuff. I woke up today. I did. I actually, because you know, my mom. This is. The, this, I was telling you last week. This is first. The first. Well, obviously, obviously, the first Mother's Day I will have without my mom. Yeah. So. And uh, it, it affected me more than I thought it would. Called your mom, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I appreciate she was, that. Yeah, no problem. I, I, I told her, you know, good news and bad news. I, I, I was call her, but she didn't want to hear from me. I know she wants to hear from my daughter, but my daughter is, is, up, is, is off yeah. out of quarantine, wandering around Sacramento. Anyway, so other than that, everything is, yeah, everything is cool. Alrighty. Um, let's see. What is inspiring you Wait. today? Nope. No. Nope. No. No. I'm not allowed to say that. Nope. Uh, however, since you know, as far as my week goes, I got to see Magic Mike XXL again. That was cool. Um, the refrigerator arrived, and now I've got a whole bunch of. I, I, can, I can see. I just I just noticed it. Yeah. yeah. I took a photo of it, so I can send it to you. Um, mm. of the outside, of course, obviously. Mm. Um, and so now, first of all, it can fold a lot more stuff than the previous one could. Um, I can put produce in it and it stays good. I bought a, uh, ha- um, actually, pickle water, bought a half gallon of milk. No, a gallon of milk. milk. And it's just like sitting in the fridge being milk. And it fits in the door of all places. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got like, my, and then of course, because... I had a new fridge that was beautifully empty, and my mom came over and gave me. Good lord. Five heads of lettuce. Um, amongst amongst just a cornucopia of other stuff that will take us mm-hmm. forever to eat. So I've been making um, lettuce smoothies the past couple of months. Well, that, that that doesn't even sound right. How is that? Is that takes, possible? No, no, it, it it makes sense. You take a normal smoothie, which is like fruit and yogurt and stuff, and, and you, you put... shove lettuce into it. Yeah, and hope that someone will eat it, and then force your force your fiance to drink most of it, that, and that's the, the last couple of days in a row. What I was saying, I was, I, I was saying, I said, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing that that you know that that would that would really 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 bother me. <laughs> if so, I was doing, you're only drinking you know. half of it. My dad is drinking the other half, and he actually likes this sort of thing. Why, so. why aren't you drinking it? Um, because what? I like to feed people. That doesn't always equate to feeding myself. But you, have no, I, but you do realize that. I've never actually heard the term lettuce smoothie before. There's part of a reason for that, you know. That's it, because it, you've never looked for the term lettuce smoothie, but if you go on the internet, you will find people who have been making them. It turns cream out rice. if you go on the internet, you can find almost anything. Yes. Exactly. Cream, cream rice is to the top. I've heard of kale smoothies. That's a very common term I hear all the time. All kinds um, of other foods, whatever. The thing. A so, kale smoothie is still a leafy green smoothie, so all you have to do is take the kale out and replace it with lettuce. Yeah, but, you know. To be fair, have, it's romaine and not like iceberg. Uh, uh, you see, this this could lead us into a deeper thing, you know, because you know we have deep uh, we have deep differences on this topic. Like for example, remember our discussion about peeps on pizza, you know, 
Why? I'm sorry. There was no. I I hate peeps. So there was no question of peeps on pizza being good. I just wanted to see you try that. Uh, but you see, the thing is, if something is already by definition spawned from the depths of hell and doesn't should not exist by virtue of the fact that it is it is wrong by definition. Why would I need then need to cons- to put it into to defile my body with it? You know, well, then, then leading lead, lead to this the same thing here where. In the discussion, I said there's certain things that are what they are. Okay, if you have, you, you have a pizza, okay, I'm sorry. If you live in if you live in America, make pizza. Pizza is American. I understand they have Italian fresh foods. You can't you you can't really put fruit on pizza. You can if you want to. You know, but but in general, that's not something that we do here. You can't put cantaloupe and strawberries on pizza. That's not pizza. Pizza is a certain thing. Twinkies, you know, Twinkies, you, don't put you strawberries know. On pizza? It, I said you can you can do anything you want. That doesn't make it right. Okay? You can you can you, you can consume human beings. Human beings are edible. You can eat them. That doesn't mean that cannibalism is respected in society, which I think is almost equivalent to what we're talking about here by putting, you know, uh, peeps on pizza. And I'm not gonna because you the first thing this guy to eat to drink this lettuce. I'm not gonna comment I'm not morally. Them. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's not forced. All I do is pour it into a cup and hand it to him. He doesn't and so have drink to this. drink this. This is like that, that's all you can do. <laughs> I mean, well, yes, yes. What, what, what's he gonna say? Can you imagine what would happen if he said no? Then you then you have to explain why he didn't want to drink it, and then you you as you've just done have all these reasons why it should be drunken. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. See, it's not like me. That that would be a very contentious situation because you know there's no way on earth you could ever force me to consume it under any circumstances, whatever. And you know, well, of course, if you threaten my child, I would consume it, whatever. But and, and if, I could eventually be persuaded by by withholding things. But I wouldn't. It would it would it would be if I was if I was if I if I was married to somebody and they forced me or to drink a little smoothie, I would immediately start thinking that we're de- we're definitely heading towards divorce. There's no way this situation could last. But anyway, let's. But that but that's me. I am I am a, a what's the word um, dysfunctional bad person whenever yes. I'm not a good person. So the, you, you you the smoothies whatever that's that's for y'all. If it works for you, that's fine. I myself will never be partaking of that. Um, okay, just, you uh, eat salad. Yes, I do eat salad. So this is like if someone took a salad and the dressing and all the fixings and just ground them up and made you drink it. I don't, I don't know why when people are describing something that that is inherently evil and and and, and dysfunctional, they they feel the need to continue to describe it as if I don't understand. I understand fully what it is, and I like it is just wrong. No, 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 uh, Professor. I don't no. think you do. I don't think you do understand because you have not experienced it. You said this one. You said the one thing tasted good. Yeah, it smelled like ass, but it tasted fine. I have a vivid imagination. I don't. I, I can, you know. I I've seen the crucifixion. You know, when I go to church, I see Christ on the cross, whatever. I, can, I, I don't, I don't have to, I don't really experience that to know that it was probably pretty painful. Therefore, when you say the word lettuce smoothie, and I feel a brisk back, it's like, oh, that's something's wrong there. You're right. I am like Jesus for having drank that. Okay, let's let's not let's not get crazy. I, I made after yesterday's smoothie. I made I changed the formula to make a specific effort to have it taste a bit better. Yesterday was strawberries, blueberries. Apple, lettuce, yogurt, and water. There's no collection of... Today was, I used more strongly flavored fruits. It was pineapple, pineapple, and peaches, and 
yogurt and water and lettuce. And, you know, I think it tasted better. I also ground it a lot more so that it would be have a smoother texture. You, 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 know, you, know, you know what, it's not going to work? Because you need, a, you need a leafy green. Okay, lettuce is like, it's, it's a fleshy green full of water, so it's not going to grind up, so it's going to break into chunks, whatever. It's not going to really smooth out in the water. Plus, it, it already has water in it, too much water in it. So it's like a like, it's like putting a little tiny sponge in, in into the mixture of smoothie, which is going to detract. But you know what? This I mean, we, we can go down this topic, whatever. I you know I'm I'm I my, I think my feelings on this topic have been clearly stated, whatever. But I I, I want to go back to the Peeps Pizza because when no, you, wait, no, no, wait, no, no, no. Because here's the thing: I I feel like you're treating the Peeps Pizza as if it's a thing that I actually want to eat. Where no. no. What I want is to create content. I wanted to make the Peeps, Peeps pizza and have you try it specifically for the same reason that I wanted to make those um, those peppermint stick pickles and have you have you try them. I remember, the, I, I, again, to, to repeat, I, I know exactly what you were doing. You described it many times. And my response is that, look, what you're describing sounds like an abomination against, against, against the, whole, the entire concept of food itself, okay? I do not understand why. Um, well, I, well, I understand that my my practices of horror and pain and disgust might be amusing to the masses. Okay, you I am, might. I, That'd be completely amusing. I understand this, or whatever, at least but, be amusing to me, which is really the point. But but I, having suffered so much in my life, you know, being wanting to, wanting to, you know, and being really an object of ridicule, 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 or whatever you want for most of it. Not feeling, you know, a man of low self-esteem, a humble man, but really trying, trying to maintain some semblance of pride in himself and in, and some faith in the goodness of, of life on earth, whatever. And, and feeling that I have concrete reasons to go for, to go further to forward in that life, whatever, beyond you know having a child to raise, whatever. I do not feel that the consumption of food, the combinations of edible items that I regard as wrong, you know, in every sense of the word, morally. Legally, possibly, and also, you know, nationalistically and patriotically, whatever, or whatever you want to put it, whatever, it would not be beneficial to the to, in in the goal of forwarding the course of human events on this planet. That's just my opinion. Okay, that's just my opinion. Look, we might have a different opinion. Okay, I'm not saying my opinion is right. You know. Okay. So anyway, but moving on, let's. You know. right, well, so... that does that does transition us nicely into Wait. into into Wait. into Wait. into our next topic, which is what is the most humiliating thing you've ever eaten. I don't eat humiliating things. What is humiliating about eating? Um, well, this morning, I had a lettuce smoothie. First of all, <laughs> I put a lot of love into that smoothie. You did. I could taste it. It was good. Um, no, what what is what what were you going to say? <sighs> Never mind. Um, what is what is it we're talking about today? Um, well, I want everyone, that includes well the two of you. I want the both of you to at this moment in time. Take a deep mm -hmm. breath. So first, inhale. <laughs> and that is the theme of today's um, episode. It is inspiration. <clears throat> so, oh, Professor Ramble, this is your theme, so I thought you might like to um, to talk more about it, explain it, and also lead off. Yeah, actually, it wasn't just inspiration. It was it was it was um, inspiration. Inspiration. I'm just gonna, I'm just bring up the text right here. Just make sure. You, uh, oh, this day the soccer team. Um, it was inspiration. Please describe the person or event, or both, or either, most responsible for inspiring the person you want to be today. 
keyword being key, keywords if it's on want to be, not that you are. So I thought that was a good way of, you know, is there is there something that, you know, we all, I mean, it occurred to me we've been talking about different topics over the past couple of weeks, some of them very personal. And um, and obviously we're all, you know, we're all ordinary human beings, but I, I do think the only reason we're doing this kind of stuff is because in some ways we are unique, everybody's unique. And so, but how, how, do, how did we get here? How did we get to this point where we're sitting here, you know, be just being who we are and, you know, hopefully we're at least turning towards being happy with who we are. So how do we get here? What, what, was there was it a gradual process of thousands of events, or was there some big thing that happened that you that you remember as a Christian for the, what, what one moment I was this this, and then I moved over to becoming this thing. So. So did you want to yeah, start so, with your with your? Oh, of... I, oh, I did. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, there is a. Also, you can always toss yeah. it to the designated hitter oh. if you like. That's that's entirely up to you. I'm really because you know me. I tend to ramble a lot. I was hoping that you guys could go first and sit and, and tell your. Griffin will go first as a designated hitter. Okay. Um, well, that's that's a bit broader than the text. What you just described. If you were just to go yeah, off, I read the text. I just read the text yeah, but, but what you what you what you elaborated on beyond that was a bit oh, beyond. Oh, sorry, sorry. So so if we're going in that degree, um, who listens to this? The family listen to this. Only if you tell them about it. Okay, so because um, I want to talk about some some darker aspects of my of my past. I mean, I when you say what? family, do you mean my family? Yeah. This just this one over here. Okay. Well, I mean, there's, I heard... there's always a possibility that if one could find find out about it, uh, that person would listen to it. So I, I wouldn't count out that that is not possibly so, that. So we'll keep, keep a surface level then. Or do you want to be the um, water too? Yeah. Well, so. I'll, I'll say those stories till after we're married. Um, Wait, what? Until until it's too late for anyone else to object. What? Stories that you know well and good all about me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, that's okay. I knew that. I knew that all of us have certain things that are maybe not not most positive things. Minute, but but I was I was trying I was trying to make this more more positive. Like, what was a good thing that happened? Where oh, this well, is something well, that see what happened. Yeah. Uh, Aspirational so, things. So, so, but to get to the aspiration, you got to get to the to the to the bottom, to the rock bottom first, and what pulls you back out of that, man. And so, uh, I got to my rock bottom in my late twenties, and it took me about eight years to recover from that rock bottom. And um, what brought me around was um, I started going to clown conventions, and these were these are terrible clown conventions. They were, I mean, no. Were they, they, were, they were they were they were they were birthday party ministry clown conventions. Neither of which was the kind of clown I wanted to be. I didn't Wait. want to be a ministry clown or a birthday party clown. I need to interrupt you. They were what? Birthday party <laughs> and ministry clowns. Alright. Ministry clowns, I know that's what you're asking, are uh, retirees who use clown to teach to pros to proselytize to children. So just <laughs> the worst of all possible worlds in my opinion. And um, birthday clowns are you know i have many friends who are birthday clowns and that's fine uh but they're also real clowns on top of that and that's why it's fine if you're just a birthday clown i don't have as much respect for that as i have for someone who does clown as an art um but this is all i could get this is all i could get for clown training in portland oregon in the i guess 90s early aughts 90s 90s um so i would be going to uh comedy Oz. fest 
No, I, th I think you it was said the late 90s. 20s. Right, and I'm 47, 46 now. It's so this would be this would be a little over 20 years ago. So can, late can, 90s, can, early aughts. Can I ask, ask a question? Yeah. Yeah, because you're just, you're beginning when the story, the the movie, the movie opens with you already going to already going to clown events. So my question is, was there something? Because you know that's from, not from childhood. From childhood, I've been. Oh, I've been fixated oh you want to be a clown? Oh, oh okay, that's cool. I didn't, I didn't, well, I've been fixated. I've been fixated on circus and clowns, not necessarily wanting mm -hmm. to be one. Mm -hmm. Um, but um, and I've a uh, thing for for clownish women uh, as one of my. One of my main attractions, um, and mm. what are you, are you distracting? Well, um, paying attention then. So, um, but since a childhood, I wanted to do circus or clown in some form, and um, when my brain started working right again in my late twenties, uh, mm -hmm. early thirties, I uh, started going to these conventions, and then uh, one convention was replaced entirely by a workshop, by like a three-day workshop with a guy named Jeff Raz out of San Francisco who was um, an ex-member of the Pickle family circus, who uh, the Pickles are, are someone who inspired me greatly, specifically Bill Irwin, uh, who um, who was one of the clowns for the Pickles at the time. And, and you may probably know him as Mr. Noodle on, on Sesame Street, or, and he's, he's an actor, and he's a Broadway actor, and he's an amazing guy. He was on an episode of The Cosby Show? He's on an episode of The Cosby Show as, as a clown, as a theatrical clown, you know, a vaudevillian-style theatrical clown. Um, anyway, he's amazing, and I was already really inspired by him. And so, taking this class, this workshop with Jeff, uh, showed me that clown could be what I wanted it to be, which was this theatrical, um, truthful, honest, vulnerable art form—not just twisting balloons and and doing stage magic. Both of which are skills I have tremendous respect for. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't shit on people who do those things because they're they're very difficult. Uh, but they were not the end all and be all of what clown was to me, like they were to these to these ministry clowns. Uh, I do shut on ministry clowning a little bit. I, I do find it uh, somewhat offensive. It's the one kind of clown that I do not like. A I like every bit. other kind of clown. Yeah, a little bit, just a little bit, because they're still clowns. Because I still have to respect the fact that they are clowns, even if they're using it in a way that I find kind of evil. Um, so uh, I took these classes and decided that um, the only way I was going to turn my life around was to give up every aspect of my life and move to San Francisco and go to clown school. And mm. so and so I did. Uh, I, okay. I'm, I'm, I have a huge sense of abandonment and, and, and issues about security. And so giving up everything and moving to a different state was a huge step for me. And it, it only kind of worked out. I mean, I'm a clown now, but I'm not doing it for a living. So, but... I learned a great deal and I grew a great deal and it had a lot to do with who I am. And more importantly, the person I want to be is heavily inspired by people I met through that journey and who are doing clown for a living right now. And they're probably struggling to get by, but they're doing it for a living. They're, they're, they're doing, they're doing this art and success and, and being successful in doing this art and, 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 being able to pay their rent and pay their bills and feed themselves doing this art form as, as working artists in the Bay Area of all places. And I have tremendous respect for people like Coventry and Calusa, um, who are, I think, out of Oakland. And um, uh, John Gilkey, who is probably the greatest living American clown who lives in L.A. right now and was in Cirque du Soleil for many years and many shows. And um, 
the Pie Clowns and Kelsey Custard and uh, just so many clowns who are out there working and grinding, like my friend Texas, who is out there hustling every day. Um, so many people who are out there doing it for a living and making it work. And I just, that's what inspires me now to the kind of person I want to be. Just the kind of person you want to be? You mean a working artist or? Uh, well, someone who embraces clown more and more in their life. Maybe, maybe, because I was regarded like, like there's, there's, there's who you are, you know, like what, like who you are. And then you, you can use the, 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 you know, what you do as part being part of who you are. And so you, and you can use it in different ways to earn, to earn money. So you can keep doing like, for example, like, like you, you mentioned birth or birthday clowns. So to me, those are guys, those are like, they're, they're like actors there, or like, they're like, they're like singers, whatever, who are, maybe they're in a band. That's, that's what they want to do. They want to go up to a rock star, but they also do birthday parties because they need to make money. <laughs> Or they, or they show up in Italian restaurants and sing operas because they want, because that's not, they wouldn't say that, that, that they're actually a restaurant clown singer, but they, but I would, would you see the, I can see the point of why they'd want to do that. And the same thing with, with the clown, for clown would be the same. I was going to ask rodeo clowns, do you consider them to be clowns? Uh, that's, that's, I mean, yeah, they got the word clown in their name and they wear yeah, clown yeah. makeup and they occasionally do clown stuff. Uh, but they are, they are, they are, Within within the Venn diagram, within the, the spectrum of clown, they're on mm. the far fringe, but they're still within the spectrum. Okay, okay, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Let's go. Stop. Uh. Um. It looks like we're pointing at you. But, oh, but okay, okay. Oh, for me, it's uh, it's uh, well, it's mainly mainly person, and um. I would say that it's it's this lady. I won't mention your name. The the Velvet Fist does that. Mrs. S. Mrs. S. I don't know if you run her name on here. She this lady's now deceased, but you know, it's well, her name is Mrs. Sack. She's a oh. she's a, she was a she was a friend of. But my dad my dad was an exchange student. This is back in the sixties. This is way before he met my mom. Uh, he was an exchange student. that came over here, and he met this uh, family. He, his host family was his family it was a. The way they described themselves was an Episcopalian from Walnut Creek in the Bay Area, married to a New York Jew. Basically, they lived in the Bay Area. So my dad, my dad, you know, stayed with them, and they, because my dad is, they like my dad so much that for the, this is this happened before I was born. So for the rest of of my life, of, of their of their lives, and I, my life, I, I came into life knowing who they were, and they were part of my life throughout my life. But the the wife of 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 that family, well, I would say, is probably the. Um, the person the who's had the most. I'm sorry. The matriarch. Yeah, the matriarch. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, use that word. Yeah, but she she was a matriarch. You know, in many ways, but but you see that that word doesn't because even though even though the word describes her like she was a she come you know she comes from a very rich she came from a very rich family in um in Walnut Creek and she married this guy from New York who who later became a billionaire. That guy on his own became a billionaire. So she was, she was, but she was, but she was always rich. So, so and and, and, and her family, she only had a single brother. So, but she was more responsible of the two. So their family kind of left, they left most of the money decisions to her more than him. He ended, he ended up becoming like one of those dancers on on um, ships that with the, with the, you know, when they go on cruises, they need some guys to dance with the ladies, whatever. That's that's what he became. So, but yeah, not, 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 not that he was a bad person, but just he just he just was a little bit more not as focused as she was. And she was very much a. I mean, anyway, she more than any other person, she really influenced me, you know, because uh, she, you know, there are five of us, and and um, 
out, you know, so I had four siblings, I had four siblings in, and, um, and she had her own children, you know, she had, they had four children. So, but what, but, you know, I just remember at many points, just, you know, just many crucial points in my life, especially when I, when I was down or whatever, when she, when she just, she would just, she always seemed to, you know, she always seemed to get, to get, to get, to get me and, and to really be able to give me advice that was really targeted at myself. Like when, one of the first being like my choice of where I went to college, like, you know, I was raised, my father went to Stanford, so I really wanted to go to Stanford. But after he died, you know, I still tried, I kept, kept trying to get in there. But then one day she said to me, you know, she just, she just said to me, you know, I don't really know if you, if, you, if that really would be right for you, having watched you. So, you know, the love of this was a story. So, so I was like, oh, and I, and I got into this small college called UC Santa Cruz, which is down the coast of California. And I was like, and, you know, I remember, I remember just being so focused, just being so just disappointed and thinking that my, my, I failed my dead father about not going to Stanford and just really, really, really feeling terrible about myself and about life in general. And I remember she just saying, oh, why don't we just, um, you know, drive down the coast to, to go to, to go to Santa Cruz. And so, you know, and I went with her. We, we, she, she, by the way, she was the one that taught myself and all my siblings to drive. So we drove down the coast. We got to Santa Cruz right in the middle of a Take Back the Night um, festival. Which, which means, which basically translates to a lot of young ladies walk, walking around bare-breasted in the city. So that was the scene we drove up to. And so I experienced that scene with her driving down the city. She's going, she went, oh, this is very, and, and she was very unflappable. She just was a, she just was a, you know, I took a lot of trips with her. She just, she was just very unflappable. She just said, oh, that's very interesting. And then we went to the campus. And of course, by the time we left, it, left there, there's no way you could have maybe not go to that school. I ended up going there, having a great time. And then just, you know, many, even when many, many times when I was, you know, when I was in, even psych words, just, you know, when I've gone to psych words, whatever, she's been involved in that. She always, she never seemed to, you know, judge me or, or and whenever I went to her for advice, you know, and, and just her attitudes about life in general, you know, like just, I'll just close with a story, I think I've told a story before, but I'll just record it here, is that when she, um, she she's, she's deceased now, but when she, when she got sick, you know, she was so, um, you know, she was so much a light person that, you know, couldn't really believe that she was going to be sick. But until until it was really, really late in the process when she was really sick. So, I, I, and then she was, I remember going to see her with my mom, who went, mom, you, you know, you would think that my mom would, my mom hates this story because a lot, a lot of things I'm describing to this lady are things that she thinks that she, she's right, but I, I just wasn't as close with my mom as, as I was with her this way. Anyway, we got to the hospital and with my mom and, and, and we met her husband who was outside and he was crying and he, and he was we were asking why he was crying and he was saying because his wife, I guess she had been in the hospital for a while. She was just saying, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm done. I'm, I, don't know, I want to go home. I went to my house. And so my mother, you know, she's, she, she's, a, she's a advocate of, I don't want to call it fake positivity where, but it's like this thing where, you know, just it's the, it's the secret stuff. Like if you believe it, it will come to pass, that kind of stuff. And, you know, all that. Which I, you know, people, I have a special people who think like that because when they say that stuff like that, all it means is that they just decided to not deal with life's problems, let somebody else deal with it. And then they, while they pursue this fantasy that they, that, 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 that's, that's my, my perspective. So, so, so we walked into the, into the hospital room and, and, um, and she said to this woman, you know, how, how can you, how can you leave the hospital? You know, what are you, what are you doing? And it went, and, and they said, well, no, I'm, I'm going home. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to stay here. Um, and uh, and my mom, she was like, "Oh, um, do you realize if you leave if you leave the hospital now, you could you could die. You know, you'll be dead in a month." And the lady said, "Oh, well, of course." <laughs> she just said, "Of course, I'm going to die. 
of course it's you know that's of course going to die. But she said, but the reality, but she, but she said, you know, I've lived an incredible life. You know, I, I, and she, she had the, she had the insight to see that that I've lived. She was in her, I guess, her, I don't know, her 60s or 70s at the time, probably more 70s. She said, I've lived, lived all this life for 70 years. I've done every, I've, she, they, I've, you know, she was, you know, she had a very good life. She had four great children. She helped, she helped with raising me and my five siblings. She's she's gone over the world. She she married the guy the guy that she loved. You know they 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 they, they remained married for fifty years. And, and she all, 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 and she said with all that, why would I stay in the hospital? You know in this horrible hospital just for the sake of getting one more month of life? It doesn't, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. It's like and then she went she went and indeed she did leave and go home and within three months you know she was um <laughs> she was dead. I remember the last time I saw her she um. She, I, I'm telling this story to show that her attitude about things, when she was about life in general, about how she approached life, was, was very. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's the way I want, I want to think about life too. Where look, look, there's life. They're going to be good things and bad things, and you, you got to face both with the same amount of applause. Be very appreciative of what you have. You know, she never seemed to take for granted that she been warmer. She, she always was like, look, you know. You gotta be grateful for what you have, and don't don't think that you that you that you deserve it, especially if you have a thing to earn it. You know, I didn't earn all my father's money, so but I've had to work to gain the respect of. So I remember last time I saw her, she she was always recommending me to go to plays and stuff, and she and I went to see her, and she was like, "Oh, um, there's a there's a play I want you to go take take Paul to in the summer." That's her Paul's her husband, and I'm like, "Oh, of course I'll take you to the play." And she's like, oh, oh, I'll, I'll call up and get tickets. And, so, and she goes, oh, damn. I, <laughs> you know what? I think I'm going to have somebody else buy the tickets <laughs> for you. Because, you know, you know, because she did, obviously, the, yeah, she, she, would, she, she probably wouldn't be around in July to, make, to, to buy tickets. And, and then she, and she, she wasn't. She died before that time. But anyway, I just remember, like, you know, a lot of people, other people in my life, they, they, don't, they would not face things with the same amount of plum. And that's the way I try to, you know, just, okay, look, be very appreciative of life, of, of the things you have, and prepare yourself for the things that are bad because you never know what's going to happen. But, you know, but if you, if you, um, she was always very, you know, big on, oh, but just the good thing, the things that are good about you are, are good enough that you should, you should accentuate those things. Don't, don't, don't take what, what somebody else thinks is good about you and, that make that thing, you know build up what you think is good and that's that's what that's that's, that's what makes life is, makes life good and so um, anyway that's that's just my that's my that's my inspiration you know she she probably was shocked if you heard all this stuff cause I, I don't think she ever I never told her I never told her this stuff when when she was alive so but anyway that's my story so well it's quite a story. <laughs> I was watching the time. It's like ten minutes. I didn't. I wasn't complaining about the time. I was just saying it was quite a story. Okay. Jeez. No one told you you had to watch your time either. Uh, is, that, is that Black Mesa Research Facility? Is that another game? Is that the same shirt you wore before? It's one I wore the last time. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's what I thought. Yeah. I have a limited number of shirts out here in Mountain View. Okay. Most of my shirts are in the city. Okay. He's moving okay. only gradually, piece by piece. Well, you know, that's how you do it. Velvet Fist, what's up? What's the inspiration? Um, so I had trouble with this one, actually, because, A, it requires being vulnerable, and I hate that. 
and B, it requires me to know who I want to be, and I don't know that I have a, a great handle on that. Um, I feel so. I don't have a. I don't actually have an answer for this one, um, because yeah, that those are the two reasons why. <laughs> um, can I can ask a question? Sorry. Can I ask you a question. Sure. Um, what is always Actually, been great, always... you already asked a question. You don't need to preface asking me a question by asking me a question. You can just lead, jump into your question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Keep saying. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anybody else? <laughs> this is just a fact. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, the question is: I always wonder how you got interested in yoga. Oh. Um. You know, I don't specifically know. I feel like my interest in yoga kind of stems from my from my fascination with um, gymnastics, mm -hmm. and um, actually, a lot of things stem from my fascination with gymnastics. And I don't specifically know where that came from. Just from like, I really love uh, watching the Olympics, which is why I make an effort to watch them every time they come on, Summer Olympics and Winter Olympics. I love all the, I love, you know, I. I Oh, I love them. I like all the obscure little sports that you never really get to hear about, except for that once every four years. Um, so I don't, so I would, you know, obviously being a gymnast is, okay, so this, being a gymnast is like not necessarily within my wheelhouse because it, you know, requires a lot of training and a lot of, access to stuff I didn't necessarily have access to as a kid. So I, um, so I just, you know, watched it on TV and, um, but when I got to be older, I think I, my interest in yoga partly stemmed from just the idea of like, if I can't be a gymnast, I can at least have some aspects of that. And, um, so I think some of the activities that I pursued as a, as a younger adult, were like I would study capoeira because you know it's very you don't you it's not gymnastics but it still involves a lot of um, aerial work at least the the version that I was most familiar with there are two types of capoeira there's there's the more aerial kind I'm forgetting all the name I for, I forget the names there are two kinds there's the there's the um, Angolan kind where you're more ground based it's more it's more earth based and then there's the um, Brazilian kind which is more the uh, which is more which has more of the aerial so when I was in college um, some capoeiristas came to campus and did a demonstration and they were all aerials and I was like this is fascinating and so I mm -hmm. studied that for a time that's also like taking a couple of our classes how I kind of like I was trying to do a cartwheel or a handstand or something but the floor was very slippery so my, my arms went out from under me so then I kind of messed up my shoulder that way um mm. so <laughs> yeah, you then, you think, you think. that's really interesting but then also yeah. um but then um let's see so that was in college. So I, I studied capoeira some in California, some in Vermont, because you know capoeira was on campus. And there's a there's a capoeira there's a capoeira group at Stanford actually that I um, I want to start attending some of their sessions eventually. I just haven't gotten around to it because my schedule was so busy that I just their their play times their hoda times also I was always like busy during them. But now that I have now now if I can rearrange my schedule I might try to get back into that because it's still it's it's a concept that I miss. Um, but, um, but also with the yoga thing, like I can't be a gymnast, but I can be more flexible. And so I think I started going to note yoga initially for the flexibility aspect of it. When I graduated from college, I 
like all through my life and i think this is a young person thing because i i think this is i think this is an easy mindset to have when you're young i didn't really believe in going to the gym because i just believe that you should get all of your exercise from physical activity and, the, and it should all just be organic mm. um but then that is a lot harder to do once you are in the once you are not in a place with a playground i mean <laughs> you go through school you have a playground in elementary school then in middle school yeah. it goes away in high school you have gym in college that you know in college you don't sleep and you can run around and be crazy because you're on a college campus but then as an adult that that goes away so then it's like so then um i ended up joining a gym and the process of that was really interesting because the guy who um was trying to sell me on it was a was a um veteran so i was very obnoxious to him during the during the process of him trying to stop me on going to the gym. Why? Why? I didn't want to join. Um, but then eventually he was so he treated my obnoxiousness with so much um, patience and politeness that I eventually I acquiesced and I did join the gym. Um, okay. And then as part of the gym membership, they because it's twenty four hour fitness, they will. There's some gyms where you have to pay extra to take fitness classes or like if you're going to yoga studio, you have to pay for class. But with 24 hour fitness, it's like you're paying a monthly fee and then you can just go and do whatever you do whatever. want. So there mm. were lots of yoga classes at the gym. So I started taking different yoga classes with different teachers to see what the experience was like. So I and I started doing that like different different gyms all over the place, all over the Bay Area, just to, you know, wherever I was, I would try to take a, try to take a class mm. and see how I felt about it. And what I and um eventually i narrowed it down to a style of, to styles of yoga that i liked and to teachers that i liked um i and also i will say that one of the things i there were some my experience of learning yoga was that i i think there's a, there's a, a teacher that i love now her name is edna the first mm -hmm. time i took her class i lost my mind because i didn't have any idea of what was going on because she's just random all over the place if you don't know what you're doing then you really don't know what you're doing there so i like took her class skipped out of it immediately started taking a class with a guy named lauren who um did the same sequence every every time same sequence all the time all the time like, all the time. like, 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 like bikram like bikram like bikram but but not because you're not in a 125 degree room right. <laughs> and, yeah, but, but, and also but Bikram is a, a whole host of other issues with, with Bikram. So but we'll skip over that. Um, though I, I did enjoy the, I obviously I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed hot yoga classes. Bikram is a whole, Bikram himself is a, no, 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 the man, the man, like, the man the, is problematic, but also yeah, but, like, he'll, yeah. and also his, his, his business style is problematic. And also the names he uses for poses are not the proper names, but oh, neither here nor there. So I started taking classes with Lauren until I felt comfortable, at least with the terminology. Then there's another teacher I took classes with named Robin, who was kind of like an, an intermediate. Like she changed her sequence, but she was still pretty chill. Um, and <coughs> and she was also very strict. Like um, she was very strict in how she like wanted to manage her, her room. So I, I was challenged, but then it was also still like a very sort of stable space because she was like, you know, I'm not gonna yell um, you know, you want me to talk louder? You just need to listen more closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a bit of a snob, but I loved her class anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And then, so I went graduated from Lauren to Robin, and then from Robin, I was able to go back to Edna's class. And Edna is insane because she's this like crazy, uh, I think half Asian, like half Korean, 
maybe half Russian woman. Um, she she's tiny. She yells. Uh, she was having us do partner work, which was like so. Then you're like, oh, let's partner up with some random person and start touching them on their inner thighs and lying on their backs and doing all this all this nutty stuff. And, you know, and then she was, she was also having us do these advanced poses, but then she's also a dancer. So some of the stuff she would do to just be like flowing from, from movement to movement. Cause she's like all, she, she does Hatha, but she also does Vinyasa. So Vinyasa flow, which means one breath, one movement. I could never keep up with anything that she did. Uh, and it's all, everything in her class was aspirational, but after a while I came to love it just because mm. it was all, it was all very challenging. And I really appreciated that about it. And also, I mean, she's just. Well, also, I had a humongous crush on her because, you know, because who wouldn't? Um, so I will say that she is a person who inspired me to get more involved with yoga because the other thing that she would do, um, like I teach at the gym now and I'm, I, I play it as safe as possible and she never does that. Like mm. she will be like the person who will like, and now we're going to talk about the origins of the poses, which I, I never do that because I'm always worried that people will get bored about it or she'll talk about philosophy and I never do that because... What are people there for? Are they there for a workout or are they there? Like, what are they there for? So I play it as safe as possible. She doesn't do that. And so because of her, I know more about like the philosophy stuff and the origins of stuff. And she just makes it really fun in a way that I don't know that I can never bring to it, but it's definitely something that I, I aspire to because it's, it's, I mean, her, I mean, it's, it's, it's not something I can keep up with. It's not something I can do, but it's always something that like you kind of reach for it. And even if you don't make it, you still have tested yourself. And mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so actually, and she's the one who, um, she's the reason I became a yoga teacher, just because she offered a class. And then because she wanted us to take it, she offered discounted lessons. And then because she wanted us to take it, she also allowed me to like pay monthly as opposed to paying all at once. So then I was able to actually complete yeah. teacher See training. Um, and you know and then she and then i auditioned at the gym and my first audition i totally bombed but then another another of her another student of edna's like from the second year of classes like um kind of like twisted my arm to audition again and then i actually made it that time so mm -hmm. i will say that yeah so as far as getting into yoga it's probably inspired by my love of gymnastics and also my love of gymnastics also inspires my love of cheerleading even though i i both think they're too dangerous <laughs> <laughs> cheerleading i love cheerleading are you crazy you didn't know that i love cheerleading this is why how i like would I, how would i end up well, I, I even know. i knew that uh, yeah but i don't i mean this is yeah. why i watch so many cheerleader movies and this yeah. is why i watch cheerleading competitions and this is why I mean, even cheer dance competitions, even though cheer dance isn't really properly dance, but I still, you know, I, you don't know that I like watching cheerleading competitions and stuff. It's just, well, yeah, it just has never come up. I don't, yeah, because see, that, that kind of stuff is the kind of stuff that, yeah, through, by, to my, to a fault is what I think of, you know. I, should, I probably shouldn't think, but I never, like those movies with, the movies with, uh, Gabriel, is it Gabriel Union or whatever? Yeah, bring it on. You know, yeah, only I, I, the first film, obviously. The, the the first film is really the only Bring It On. Well, sorry, the first one was the only Bring It On that I've properly seen. They're, they had a whole series of films, and they gradually got worse and worse and worse. Oh, of course. Um, I've heard yeah. that Bring It On, like the third one was also decent, but then, you know, Bring It On All or Nothing. I watched a clip from that yesterday, and they were like, it was like white people crump dancing, which was not, yeah. not so good. So, 
But really, yeah. if you want to enjoy the essence of Bring It On, only watch the first film and then just steal yourself to not watch the other like six or seven or eight that followed. Well, yeah. While we're, while we're talking about original inspirations, I just yeah. want to throw this out there. Speaking of martial arts and uh, Jesus and uh, circus, um, my very first inclination towards owning a circus was probably when I read Tom Robbins' uh, uh, Another Roadside Attraction when I was 9 or 10 years old. And I yeah. highly recommend it. It's one of his better novels. What's it about? Okay. It's about some hippies who open a roadside attraction and their weird friend who's into martial arts has kidnapped the body of Jesus from the Vatican where it's been all this time because it never actually got resurrected. And um, and he's stolen the body of Jesus, and that's that's where it takes off from. So, yeah. I will say that... I will say that if, if you're looking for like weird things to read, Tom Robbins and Carl Hyacin are both good places. There's, there's, Tom Robbins, there's one about some, a camel. Uh, this, That's uh, still life for the woodpecker. Yeah, exactly. That's one of my favorite books. Yeah, I love that book. My, my favorite like... of his is uh, Skinny Legs and All, which mm. is about artists. I, I love books about artists. Um, Vonnegut's uh, Bluebeard. Vonnegut's Bluebeard is also yeah, another excellent yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also which is what, Which is why, by the way, both, both of you guys, and especially my cousin, I just wanted to go back to my cousin and say, I asked you about, we, we, you began this, this, this topic with, without, by saying you have anything, you might have nothing to talk about, but what you just described was exactly what I was thinking of, of like, this is, that's exactly what I was thinking of, like, what, it, not only did you go through what inspired you to get to something that, which I, which you, that's why I asked about it, because you, I always go to that because you, you obviously like yoga. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's no doubt. You know, whatever. And then I, I never knew all that stuff. And then, and then you also added a person on top of it. I never knew about this person. And then, yeah, yeah, this person. Who, and then she's the definition of inspiration because, because just like, just like if you first of all like playing guitar, you can look, up, you can look at Hendrix and go, oh, I might never be able to play like Hendrix, whatever. But he's definitely inspired me to go to push towards that. And it's so it does it does maybe reach my own mountain heights whatever so that's interesting yeah I commend you that's very that's that's well both of you like I never yeah I, I I didn't know that you wanted to be a clown from childhood I thought it was something that came later so interesting yeah because yeah. I uh, by the way is, yeah Vonnegut and that book about blue is actually very I love that's my is one of my favorite stories that's the one where the where like, artists where what does it take to be to train to be an artist because it. The guy, when he's, try, he's trying to be a, like a an artist, a painter, whatever, and the guy tells him to design a $20 bill and then keeps, you know, torturing him to get to, to be better and better and better. So you always wonder, like, is that necessary for, to, to reach your high, highest high, highest race as an artist? And finally, you have to trick, trick the guy to let him go. Yeah. I would say also, um, <laughs> Ellen Raskin's The Tattooed Potato and Other Clues. Uh, oh. it's, a, it's a YA novel from before they were called YA novels from back in the 70s. Um, that is a murder mystery about uh, painters in New York uh, in Soho, like Bohemian painters, and it is so good. She also wrote The Westing Game, uh, totally excellent for adults as well as kids. Maddie mm -hmm. might like them, but I would definitely suggest um, um, The Tattooed Potato. Yeah. What is The Westing yeah. Game about? The Westing Game is about um, the reading of a will. A bunch of people get free apartments in a in a condo out in the middle of nowhere, and and they all find out they're in a will that that they give that as part of being in a will, and it's about the reading of a will, and it's another murder mystery. Oh, interesting. Okay. She, she wrote three three children's. She was an illustrator, but she wrote three children's novels, and they were all just just excellent. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. In fact, they're the only children's literature that I uh, have a fondness for. Oh. Uh, from my childhood, I mean. 
from your childhood. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but Harry Potter is still top of your list. Uh, Harry Potter is up there, but J.K. Rowling is so problematic. What's wrong with J.K. Rowling? She's a transphobe. She's like a hardcore transphobe. I don't think she's a hardcore transphobe. Yeah, no. She's, 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 we can, we can, we can, we can, because you know this, this, so, this, this is a, so whenever, oh, the, oh, whenever the topic of trans anything comes up on the on the podcast, I try to get, I try to, I don't want to discuss it because right. I, I'll, Professor Ramble has some views that I think will be not. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I just, so let's move on. No, 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 so, uh, yeah. I, I, I like I like the Harry Potter novels, but I'm not yeah. a fan. I don't I don't believe in death of the author. I don't believe that you can separate uh, an artist from their work. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting uh, thing because all the artists that you mentioned, you don't know those people. So if you were to if you were to, if you were to find out that with these artists that they had some some terrible um, thing yeah, about, that would ruin it for me. Oh, that's just uh, that's, that's, no, that's the way it is. I I can't separate an artist from their work. That's okay. how I that's how I view that's how I view the art. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 good. And I, like, I mean, Michael Jackson's a great example of that. I love a number of pieces that he wrote. Uh, mm-hmm. Smooth Criminal is up there on the top for me, but he's ruined to me forever. So that's interesting because you know this, the people have the same thing about it. It's just it's it's, it's what you because the thing is that there's no requirement that. If you believe it, if, none, 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 none of us on the phone is religious. But the way the way you would put it in religious terms is like there's no requirement that God has to pour genius into a clean vessel, you know. And, and, and actually, most I would say most artists, even most art contemporary artists, if you were to meet them in ordinary life or just you know just from describing what they've done, um, even Prince, you know, you you, you know. Um, well, you, Prince was definitely problematic. Yeah. 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 There, 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 there's nobody, and, and also. And also because of the fact that we have all this, all this great art from the past, we didn't know those people, whatever. So, 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 but we, but we still love their art. And um, and also we, we we find out like Beethoven apparently was a terrible person, whatever. But people that but that doesn't make people. I mean, in some ways, a terrible, terrible person, whatever. But that, that doesn't that doesn't seem to detract from the glory of their art. Much of the great art that we think of comes from from, from cultures. Which had practices that we think are porn, like the Egyptians have slaves, but they have great art. So, so, so my point is that I'm not Chris. I, I understand. I understand why somebody would feel that way about, especially if the person is still the artist is still living or has recently lived. But I, but I, but I, 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 I think it's the exact opposite. I, I think that um, I well, think I, that the I think the, the more time has gone by to separate you from that artist and the <laughs> and the era that they lived in and the culture they lived in, the easier it is to forgive. Uh, their their problematic nature, but ones who lived in your own culture, who who presumably sh- shared your same same frame of reference to some degree ethically, uh, it's harder to forgive. That's just how I see it. Well, it, 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 it is the it, it just plays inspiration as well because you you, you know like, like here's an example, Bill Cosby. Okay, I was somebody owned, who owned so many Cosby records when I was in my twenties. <laughs> Yeah, and I, 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 somebody who, who who empirically has done good things, whatever. But when he when he was accused of this terrible, horrible crime, whatever, and and, and, and not only was 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 he accused of it, you know, it, it caused a great deal of um, of contention within the community because I think even to the current time, people are still not really judging him. Like you know, you you, you say Michael, ja- you say Michael Jackson, that people that people judge Michael Jackson, you know, they're 
or, or Kelly's going around today, you know, it's, it's, you know, yeah. and people still love his music. It's like, it's, it's like, it's, like, it's where, 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 where people have t- t- taken different tacks toward different artists, whatever. So the, 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 what I always think about is the fact that, you know, there, there, there's, a, there's an empiric thing. Like if you, if you able to produce a look at a guitar and that produces music, whatever, and that sounds beautiful to, to the, to the ear, if I don't see the person doing it, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're connected at all. And, I, and also, I don't also don't expect that people, that people need to follow my particular moral code, code for me to admire things that they've done. Like I, I, I like you, so you something might shock you. I actually, you know, Columbus, Columbus, you know, Columbus. I, I, when I look at, you know, I, I don't like boats. You know, I'm scared of the ocean, whatever. But just empirically, the the act of crossing that ocean in a, in a, you know, in a wooden boat with no GPS, no refrigeration, across a vast ocean where you're out of sight of land for months on end, you know, I think it was an empirically a brave and you know credible thing to do. How even though the even though the results of doing that was was extremely negative for you know right to cause genocide, whatever. But I can't I can't it doesn't it doesn't detract from me going, oh that 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 in itself was a was a great thing. You know the whole the whole history of America. I, I you know I half American. I think America is, is you know I I think make America great again is a dumb statement because I think America is, is already great and has done great things in its past. But 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 I, I I can think that I can think that knowing that they've done these terrible things and even people of my own race. And, and again, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not saying this because people always think when I make that statement that I'm, I'm judging other people who do who do have that 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 role. We do things like that, but I'm just stating my statement that I, I think they're very separate. That human beings in general are, are flawed, are flawed by definition. There is no perfect person on, on earth, and um, and if I, if it's, I, it's it, our failing that gives us commonality. It's, it's it is our is our failings as human beings that give us that give us you know affiliation to one another. That give us that give us connection. Right, but 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 but, but my point is that since since we're all flawed. It depends on the level of the level of thing. Like, 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 like here's Cosby. Like eventually, I, I had to, you know, I I really enjoy the Cosby the Cosby Show, and I I can I I ask myself, can I watch an episode of that show, which was which was wonderful and, and, and on its own, but because this now revealed to be rapist is, is on it is on it, do I have the right to enjoy it the way I used to? And it's, 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 I'm still struggling. With, I'm still struggling with that. I think one day I will watch it again, because even even though I think that you know I I you know I, I, it makes me even more pissed at Cosby because he he has such a great role to play and he blew it you know. But anyway, anyway, that's just that's just the it's just it's just the it's just the interesting thing. It's a it's a it's a, it's a tricky question to ask. one of my favorite musicians in the world, fella, fella, is an African musician. You know, you you guys don't even know, but he he might. There's no definition by which he's not a horrible person. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. yeah. He's just a horrible person, yeah. but I, I love his music. I'm sorry, I just do. <laughs> he just, he's one of the he's, most famous Nigerian musicians, or probably the famous, most famous Nigerian musician. But he also like had multiple wives and. Uh, yeah, thirty-two. Well, he, 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 just believe me, he was he wasn't a good guy. <laughs> yes, yes. So he had he had some issues, whatever. Yeah, but you know, but there you go. I I I still I'm gonna listen to his music today. I I, I love his music and. I, you know, I, when I listen to it, I don't, I don't think of the guy. I think, of, I think of, wow, this music itself is incredible. But anyway, because if I keep, if I keep babbling on and on, you're gonna, you're gonna think, you're gonna think I'm criticizing, and so that's not, that's not my intention. I'm not criticizing anybody. I understand why people, would, why people would feel that way about, 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 about that. 
Anyway, so I think it's funny that J.K. Rawlings, you know, writer of children's books, you know, she has to fake she, but she has these views which don't, which which probably to a large number of people are are at least contemporarily are are negative, and so that so they have that they have this access to the same question: Can I read her books and enjoy them, knowing that she has the that the human being who wrote these books has these views, and that's something everybody every man every man and woman has to face themselves. Anyway, so. Well, man, woman, non-binary, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I won't take the bait. So I feel like we're at a good ending point. Um, so as usual, I like to try to end on an up note. And yeah. so, um, Professor Ramble, is there anything that you are looking forward to in the coming week? Um. Yeah. Well. I'll continue working. I will, I will say one thing I did with the, that, that I did as I went on a bike ride with my family yesterday, which is incredible. Nice. I, I mentioned it was a long bike ride, actually. It's funny because while we were out, I lost. I'm sorry, it will take long. So sort of quickly. Was well, so I have these expensive earbuds and I lost I lost a bud out right here. So I was looking for it. I was walking down the road and these two ladies were standing there. Like, I don't know if they were they were they were. Let's just say they were very. Uh, Rubenesque ladies. They were, you know, they're wearing yoga pants, you know, standing there. So I walked by, look, looking for my thing, and my, you know, uh, my beloved was, was, and she was like, when I, when I walked, when I walked up to her, she's like, well, why do I look at those women? <laughs> I was like, I wasn't. I, I barely even noticed them, you know. No, I did, I did see them, but I was like, I, I truly was not looking at that. I was looking at for my thing. That was, that was kind of funny. Anyway, but other than that, I was looking forward to just, you know, living, you know, just, just um, somehow going. Another, another week in, in house arrest, you know, coming out of it with my sanity intact, you know. To the extent possible. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So relative. And you? Me? Uh, core karaoke for the next four or five hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know, 12 minutes. I'm trying to get in six songs at least. Really excited to do some karaoke on Zoom <laughs> as soon as we get off here. CoreKaraoke.com? Is that what his thing is? Yeah. K-O-R. K-O-R karaoke. Well, you, 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 you know karaoke, what? professor? Oh, is, is do you karaoke? No, um, no. Um, I think okay. the simplest way to say that is I do not karaoke. And in fact, before we can get into any danger of me elaborating on that topic or on this topic, I will I would need to sign off now so you can you can go twelve minutes over time so you can get to this karaoke thing. I think well, this is very what Bell looking forward to. Yeah. I am um, looking forward to. I as I said, this is as I said last week. This is the summer of the romper slash jumpsuit. Nice. Some of them mm-hmm. have arrived already. I mean, I got other things besides rompers and jumpsuits, but some 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 stuff has started to arrive and will be arriving. So I'm looking forward to trying things on and trying to figure out what my what my style will be this summer and going into the fall and trying to figure out how to feel properly human. So, with this wrapper wear, we're not we're not talking we're not talking pantsuits. We're talking something different than that. Oh well, a jumpsuit is like a one piece with long pants, and a romper is like a one piece with short pants. Like very like very uh, three's company. Yeah. I, I think I said I've said earlier in this in this topic that I do not require you to describe the thing more than once for me to get the issues with it. You guys have a wonderful evening. <laughs> we will have a lovely evening, sir. Alrighty. Well, with that said, thank you for listening to another episode of the Velvet Ramble podcast. Okay. Um, Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Yeah. 
It's the Velvet Rumble Podcast. It's the Velvet Rumble Podcast. It's the Velvet Rumble Podcast.